Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. We've just a week to go now before we're live on stage with the new show, Cocaine Cowboys. Final tickets on sale from mcd.ie, our venues. In order for people to be shot, somebody pulls the trigger. One guy, maybe a second guy with him driving him. But there's a whole chain that leads up to that. The people who trade in firearms and facilitate the trade of firearms, they have no doubt an illegal firearm can only be used for dangerous and malicious purposes, either to intimidate or to actually kill. I'm Nicola Talent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. The daughter of an innocent man shot dead by the Kinnahan Organised Crime Group directed her victim impact statement at the man known as Mr Nobody and told him he had taken her past, her present and her future. Donna Kerwin was making her comments at Declan Brady's sentence hearing. He's pleaded guilty to facilitating a criminal organisation in the murder of her dad, Noel Duckegg Kerwin, in December 2016. Brady is already serving sentences relating to Kinahan, weapons and money laundering. Today I'm talking to Niall Donald about the senseless murder of Kerwin and about the man who claims he's hit the reset button on his life behind bars. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Well, I suppose it is normal enough for sometimes for families at sentence hearings to give statements or to make victim impact statements about the loss of their loved one. You see it less and less in kind of uh, trials involving gangland killings. And in particular, um, where there's a whiff of the Kinnahans at all, people are generally afraid. But this week, Donna Kerwin, whose father Noel Kerwin was shot dead at his home three days before Christmas, seven years ago, hard to believe it's that long. She made some very poignant statements in in effect to um, Declan, Mr. Nobody Brady, who was being sentenced uh, for his role in the murder. And she basically said to him that while, you know, she knew he didn't pull the trigger as such, he had been part and parcel of the fact her father had died. And it was about that loss that their lives will never be the same. Yeah, I mean, I think... um as well, she she kind of addressed them directly. We have seen some victim impact statements in gangland murder trials where the family will speak of maybe of their pain and yeah. suffering, but she very much directed, you know, at directed her comments at him, yeah, and asked them questions really, um, you know, 
basically at one point she referred to him it, it, it was said in the court copy that she referred to him by name throughout and um, she you know obviously she she questioned the, the intelligence of the operation yeah. effectively saying they just picked on an, an, innocent, an innocent man, man. and you know she said um she also said to him you have plenty of time to change your mind what did they give you for it was it worth it so she really addressed him directly and said you know she said that one day Brady's sentence will be over and he will walk free but we will never get to do that because we will have to live in torment forever yeah so these things are are brave to do I think usually in 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 the circumstances and of course one of the main headlines that came out of it and probably a, a quote that we will use again and again um as part of the narrative into you know how families are left. She said, you've destroyed our past, our present and our future. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, Brady wasn't indeed the man that pulled the trigger. It wasn't the state's case that he did that. But he was basically charged in relation to driving a yeah. senior Kinahan figure in a car. Yeah. As this plot was... Um, yeah, I mean, you heard, you heard some significant details of, of uh, Declan Brady better known probably now as Mr. Nobody, of his movements in or around the planning of this murder. Um, there was CCTV evidence of him meeting uh, a senior Kinahan cartel figure, uh, driving him around. There was also um, evidence to do with a tracking device and how that tracking device had been traced to an apartment that Mr. that Declan Brady was seen entering in the South Beacon Quarter. This is described as kind of a headquarters for the Kinahan cartel at the time. Um, that tracking device then was tr traced to it a landing in Clondalkin where uh, Noel Duckegg Kieran was eventually mm. killed. So there was a whole series of evidence of, of Declan Brady facilitating this murder, obviously operating at a higher level than some of the people who carried out both the planting of the tracking device and also the shooting itself. Um, he was one step removed. But you can see that kind of um, that painstakingly careful case put together. And of course, he ultimately pled guilty um, after initially pleading not guilty and has been convicted now. What I found interesting about this, apart from Donna Kerwin's um, statements, because I think they were really brave, and I just think in the in the face of what is essentially a member of the Kinahan cartel and a senior member of the Very Kinahan so. cartel, Mr. Nobody, Declan Brady, his senior counsel, um, Michael O'Higgins, said he had basically he was a model prisoner and he had set a reset button on his life. But Brady has been up to his eyeballs in... Yeah. I mean, if he hasn't pulled a trigger, he has blood on his hands. He was caught with an arsenal of weapons belonging to Bomber Kavanagh in an a, um, industrial estate out in Green Oak in 2017, in January 17. He was described as the guy in charge of those weapons. Those weapons were primed and would have caused an untold amount of murder on the streets had they got to their destination before the Gardaí, you know, seized them. Yeah, I mean, it's curious, isn't it? When you hear when you when you're in trial, obviously the defence are are free to say effectively what they want. Yes, um, you know about their their client, uh, about Declan Brady, and you know it's always resonates wrong, doesn't it? Like because if you if you if you were to listen to uh, 
a sort of that sort of plea you'd find it sort of almost accidentally got mixed up in this and has now changed his ways. It was said he has disassociated from criminal elements when he's in the prison. The guard actually was asked that and he accepted that. Um, but of course, Declan Brady uh, was not just uh, a foot soldier in that organisation, the Burn Organised Crime uh, Gang. He was one of the more senior figures, um, absolutely Bomber's probably most trusted, Bomber Kavanagh's most trusted associate. And personal friends. They had holiday homes side by side in Mallorca in the Calador area. Exactly. They holidayed together every summer. I and mean, he, he profited to a huge extent. I mean, he had a, a property in, in, in Mallorca, he had a property in Portugal, he had houses in a house in Dublin and a house in Selbridge. He lived the absolute high life. Um, his spending was incredible. We can go back into yeah. know, paying for weddings and all this huge amount of money. He was not getting this, making that kind of money as, a, you know, a kind of a patsy. Yeah, because those patsies get paid a, a pittance, and um, he was a really, really key figure. Now we can't, you know. So maybe he has had a road road to Damascus uh, change. But it's like it's always this sort of, and maybe it's the, I don't know, maybe this the Mister Nobody thing as well. But it's always like he sort of has this element. I don't know whether you've seen him in court. He he looks as if he feels sorry for himself. <laughs> yeah. He's been caught. He's lost everything, you know. Yeah. He had this sort of mistress and, yeah. and she was in a house and she was done for money laundering. His wife was done for money laundering. It's as if they went for me and, yeah. and look at me now and I'm in jail and not only did they go for me on this, but they went for me on this and, and you know, really this yeah. whole sort of certain attitude, it certainly comes across as if, um, you know, sure, look, Poor me. Yeah, I kind of I got I got caught up in something that I didn't expect. But look, let's let's hear some of the evidence yesterday, right? After Noel Duckey Kieran was shot, and remember, Noel Duckey Kieran was not a gangland figure. I mean, the, the, certainly the evidence of his family is that solely because he got he was photographed next to Jerry Hutch, who he's not. Uh, they have said he's not friendly with. That he got he got shot by the Kinnahan cartel. Now after his murder. Guardy raided this apartment at the South Beacon, the Beacon mm. South Quarter, and they found the laptop used to communicate with the tracking device that was placed under Noel Duck Eggs, or was an attempted to place under Noel Duck Eggs, uh, Kieran's house, an instruction car. manual. Yeah, his car. Or car, sorry. <clears throat> instruction manual linked to the device, um, and a toothbrush was taken from the apartment, and analysis revealed DNA matching Brady. He'd also driven this senior Kinahan cartel figure. There's no doubt, there is no doubt because he admitted it. Yes. That he was a part of this murder operation. Um, he'd been part of the biggest weapon seizure outside of uh, some IRA dump. That would be a month after this murder was yes. committed because the murder, of course, is the 22nd of December 2016. Yeah. Um, so near Christmas and also came on foot of, you know, gosh, was there eight murders that first year of that yeah. feud? Many um, of them, of course, carried out by that wing of the Kinnan cartel. Hmm. Um, many of them uh, facilitated by uh, that wing of the Kinnan cartel, if you want the burn side of it. Yeah, Bomber Kavanagh's men definitely yeah. involved in it. So by the January, so just a month or probably not even a full month, but within weeks of this murder being committed, Declan Brady had accepted uh, passage of that arsenal of weapons in, yeah. into Green Oak where, where he was running essentially um, 
Bomber Cabinets HQ. Those yep. weapons arrived in this country yep. for one reason and one reason only. Yep. And that was to reap havoc on the streets as if enough hadn't been to claim more lives yep. for the Kinnahan by uh, stroke Kavanaugh side of, of the feud. And, um, you know, how many other people were going to not only be killed, but be jailed possibly for life in relation to that. But he accepted the arrival of those and, and was looking after them when they were seized. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, in order for people to be shot, you know, somebody pulls the trigger, one guy, maybe maybe a second guy with him, driving him. But there's a whole chain that leads up to that. And the 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 purpose, you can argue, if you if you so desire that, you know, People, people, drug dealers sell drugs to people who want to buy them and they take their own risks. But the people who trade in firearms and facilitate the trade of firearms, they have no doubt a firearm can only, an illegal firearm can only be used for, you know, dangerous and malicious purposes, um, either to intimidate or to actually kill. There is nothing else. And I mean, he placed himself not just as somebody who was threatened into hiding a gun in his back garden, but he was the man who ordered it, who organized the logistics of a genuinely uh, frightening arsenal of weapons. Mm. Uh, you know, so he may well feel sorry for himself because pe <laughs> people often do feel sorry for themselves. Yeah. But it, I can't see how it's justified. Like. And I mean, I wonder how he slept, la you know, in, in his bed in the aftermath of this um, um, sentence hearing because what Donna Kerwin said to him was, you know, directly to him, she said, you hadn't the intelligence to do your homework. Dad was an innocent man. How does it feel to know you're going to prison for killing an innocent man? She said to him, myself and my boy, now she's his only daughter, by the way, no, yeah. Kerwin's only daughter. Myself and my boy were in a, that car shopping for Christmas presents. I wonder, would you have done it while we were in the car? His murder wouldn't have happened without you. You yeah. may not have pulled the trigger, but no sentence is good enough for you. I mean, what? No matter what you are, who you are, I suppose I'm. I'm putting my own, um, you know, psychological makeup to that. But I mean, to be directly told that by the daughter of somebody yeah. who'd been responsible for for being involved in their murder. Yeah, I mean, um, exactly. Like, look, I suppose nice guys don't go into this kind they, of... They don't, but I mean, I'm sure they still justify all these things to themselves. Yeah. I'm sure there's, there's feud murders that have been justified to people who carried them out saying, well, if it hadn't been, if I hadn't got him, he would have got me and he, he did this and, you know, maybe he deserved that. But I don't think anybody could say that about Noel Kieran. Also, as well as um, uh, his daughter... Um, his his partner Bernadette Rowe spoke, and she also spoke directly to him. Um, she said that she feels cheated, angry, and feels cheated of the future she had planned together. Um, she said he about Noel Kieran. He was my love, my soulmate. Uh, had his life extinguished all because he was pictured by the press walking to the funeral of a lifelong neighbour. He was a good man. He was very kind and loved to help others in need. He loved to call into his elderly neighbours to see if they needed anything, and he would stop to wash their windows every two weeks. So. You know, she was, of course, with him when he was shot dead. And, and she also said that any bang or crash brings terror flashbacks. I still rub the area of my head. Noel banged off after one of the shots hit him. I still see the horror of that night. It was the grace of God that I was not murdered, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was terrifying. Like, I wonder, you know, that photograph of Noel Kerwin, of course, which was taken at Eddie Hutch's funeral and he's standing beside um, Jerry the Munkhutch, his 
Noel Kerwin's family have said that he didn't know Jerry particularly Jerry well. Particularly no, he well. Knew that he knew he would have known. Uh, obviously, it was the funeral of Eddie Hutch. Yeah. Uh, G- Other people would say that they did know one another. Well, what does that matter no. in a way? You know, um, I hope that they don't blame the media for that photograph being taken. I hope they don't take that step with their grief. Do you know what I mean? Like that photograph was taken. I mean, that funeral, those funerals, all that happened around that time, it was very important to document for the, you know, for 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 public interest. Like, I mean, this was a feud that was playing out. I think photographs can literally, to be cliched, you know, they can tell a story like... Yeah, look, I mean, thousand words was... or whatever it is, but you know that funeral was the difference was the mafia funeral that had been taking place yeah. for David Byrne, and then you had this sort of more simple sort of a funeral for Eddie Hutch. He was a taxi driver. I think there was the a little taxi sign was on his coffin. Um, obviously, it was the last time Jerry the Monk Hutch was seen in this country because in the aftermath of that, a million euro bounty was put on his head, and he went off to the continent until he was eventually arrested and brought back on extradition. But, you know, the wrong wasn't done by the media that day. The wrong is done by the people who believe that because a man stands beside Jerry Hutch that they deserve to die and they play God and they go out and they kill a man in his driveway before Christmas. Yeah, I mean, look, people people that are grieving and have lost a loved one can feel they want the way they want to feel like yeah. I believe that and if that that includes anger at the media that's that's that's, the, that's look, their that entitlement it is and that often is the case I think a lot of blame can be yeah I'm almost not, put on the messenger or whatever but you know I could see I can totally understand why they would maybe they felt maybe they felt if that photograph was never taken he'd still be here yeah maybe so. um, and look look that's that's a hundred percent their entitlement but I mean the reality is of course that um that there was many pictures of that funeral and, um, you know, it did look. And the reality really was that with all of that, it didn't matter yeah. who we documented with who. No. That gang was once one gang and yeah. they knew everything about one another and they knew, they didn't need the media to point no, out no. who was where. No. They were watching themselves. They were. Yeah, look, they were often uh, one step ahead of us in terms of yeah. knowing. But I mean, all of that doesn't really matter, I suppose, the, the, the role of the media in terms of, you know, the, the blame is assigned to the people that choose to kill somebody for any reason at all. Um, and the reality was that at that point, the Kinahan cartel, they wanted to kill a number of people mm. in order to make a statement. And they were going out looking for people to kill. Um, they weren't uh, considering who had been, for example, guilty of the Regency Hotel murder. They were trying to make a statement and to pick off a deg- some easy targets. And some people uh, who are targeted were easy targets or had been very much uh, to the side of, of of the Hutch gang, if you know what I mean. Um, and they, they wanted to kill them. Um, it's as simple as that. And obviously... It was all about numbers at that stage to them, wasn't it? And it was about numbers. Creating terror. And there was innocent people absolutely caught up in the mix of it as well. Um, and we know those cases as well. So, you know, it's it's it, it was a horrific time if you look back on it really. Um, if you look at that little snapshot of that month. Um, but of course, the 
Declan Brady was at the heart of it all at that point. Um, you know, there's there's other murders that are suspected that the that bomber wing of the Kinahan cartel provided weapons, logistical support, and none of that would have been possible without, I suppose, functional operators like Declan Brady. I think as well um, in the aftermath of, in or around that time, as well, it was in, uh, Robin Schiller had it today in the Irish Independent, looking back to a story done previously where, I'm, I'm not sure the exact timeline, but Declan Brady then was over in New York with Bomber Kavanaugh. Do you remember celebrating? Yeah, I saw that picture. The picture was in the file. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that, that was, was... I'll tell you when that was yeah. because that was all in the file that yeah. I got actually from the yeah. courtroom when 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 Bomber Kavanaugh was sentenced that time. He had pleaded guilty on these drugs and, and money laundering charges. And I remember finding that really curious. It was a few things. The first thing was that Bomber Kavanaugh had rented a new premises in the yeah. UK to facilitate the ongoing sort of carousel of cocaine coming in and money going back out. Um, and he had rented that premises, done the business deal within days of David Byrne's death. Yeah. So while they were grieving, yeah. this, you know, this this huge outpouring of grief that the nation had to witness yeah. um, and be terrified by. Yeah. They were also still in the background doing their drug business. Yeah. And then that photograph was taken in the January. So. And it was just around the time that those weapons were coming in and they had made arrangements. They had brought their first successful load of cocaine mm. and landed that in the UK. Yeah. So, I mean, that happened then. And James Jaws Byrne was there as well in the States that yeah. time. So, I mean, if you look at uh, today, uh, or yes, yeah, sorry, this week when Declan Brady is sort of, uh, you know, speaking about his regrets and, you know, the reality was he's he looks sad now because he's caught. Yeah. Um, within days of, of Noel Kieran's murder, he was off celebrating a lad's weekend in New York living the high life, celebrating the arrival of cocaine and did not look like a guilty or, yeah. or, or troubled man at that stage. So, like, if people are can be really sorry, but mostly they're sorry for themselves when they get caught. And I mean, that's that has been a lot of the time I've looked in court and you can feel sympathy for them because their lives are ruined, but if they hadn't been caught, they'd still be doing it. Exactly. Okay, Niall, thank you. Thanks, Nicola. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Clodamini. If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review. Or why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary.